hope that you are warm and you are at home, you're comfortable, maybe you are in your PJs or um, maybe you're drinking on some coffee or some nice hot tea. I know I have my uh, hot tea here. It's peach with a, with a, a bit of honey in it and, it and it is certainly good and I am blessed and I'm happy to be with you this morning. Uh, welcome to our online experience. Hey, I, I want to encourage you before we get into the message, um, in which I, I, it's going to be a great message. God has been, uh, you know, really speaking to me this week about what to what to preach on. But hey, before we get started, at some point throughout the day, maybe even right now, if you want to go ahead and take two, maybe three minutes for yourself um, and go outside with yourself or your family, snap a picture. Um, build a quick snowball, throw it in someone's face. I don't know. Just go out there and have fun real quick. Go outside, be it during this message or after, and hashtag HL Snow Day. We want to get this message out to as many people as possible. Um, you know our vision. Our vision is about people finding true life in Jesus. And I just think that the more people who, who see that our church is a church of joy and a church of fun, um, when they look at HL Snow Day and they look at hashtag uh, Highlight Church, they might get to clicking and be like, wow, what's going on? HL Snow Day, what's going on over here? Oh, it's a church. And so um, I just figure as though like Christians should be uh, the best at having fun. So take a few minutes. I don't care. I'm excusing you from, from the message right now for two or three minutes. Go outside real quick. Um, take a picture of the snow. Take a picture of you in the snow. And then hashtag HL Snow, snow Day. Hashtag Highlight Church, or you can wait till after the message. It's totally up to you. Hey, today, once again, thank you for joining us. I want to bring you a message entitled, All Things Are Possible. All Things Are Possible. Uh, we're going to continue in our uh, Inside Out um, series. We, we started this series last Sunday, um, and it, it started out our 21-day annual fast. As a church, we fast for 21 days uh, every year in January. And the idea is, is that we want to give God the top of our year um, because we believe that he will bless the rest of the year. And so th this, this theme, this, this idea of Inside Out is it's all about um, seeking out and having the internal solution for our external struggles. And so I just believe that if we, if we get our hearts healthy, if we get our, our thinking healthy, and if we get our desires purified, if we could adopt and own the desires of God for our lives, I believe that this will be your best year yet, if it is your best year spiritually. And so Inside Out, today is our second installment, and like I said, I want to bring a message to you entitled, All Things Are Possible. Join me in Matthew chapter 17, we're going to pick it up at verse 14. I'm using, for starters, the New King James Version. And uh, that's Matthew 17, verse 14, New King James. And it reads this, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic. Who did they come to? They came to Jesus. Um, Jesus, and, uh, P Jesus, Peter, James, and John just came down from the Mount of Transfiguration Jesus just so, showed three of his top followers like his full glory. So they just came down from like a, 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 an endorphin high experience, and now they're coming back down to reality, and they're continuing their ministry. And as they come back down 
to reality, there's this man who brings his son to Jesus. And we're going to continue here in this verse, verse 15. He is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Verse 17. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation. So in a sense, what Jesus is saying here, he's saying, you don't have enough faith in God. That's faithless. And then he's saying perverse. He's saying you have too much faith in the world. So this is a rebuke or correction to his disciples. Because up until this point, the disciples were casting out out demons and they were curing people because Jesus had given them the authority to do so. But for whatever reason, and Jesus identifies it here, that they were faithless, they could not cure this boy. And he says this, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Verse 18, and Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Now I do want to clarify something because we see some modern medical language here. We see epileptic and... um, he suffers severely. The church has been guilty in the past of, you know, calling everything a demon. You got a sneeze, it's a demon. You got a fever, it's a demon. You have a cold, it's a demon. Um, so we, we don't want to get caught into that trap, but we do want to recognize that this particular demon caused this boy to have epileptic symptoms and suicidal tendencies. And in fact, Jesus knew the root of it. And so he rebuked the demon, and the child was cured from that very hour. Verse 19, then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? What made this so impossible? What made this particular demon so hard to overcome? Why could we not cast it out? Verse 20 says this, So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. He's going back to that lack of faith again. For surely I say to you, if you have faith as of a mustard seed, as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Verse 21 in conclusion. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. This kind. See, there's a this kind. And, and, and we, we preached about that last Sunday. Um, you, can, you can actually access uh, the, the start of this message, our first installment, on our podcast uh, through iTunes or, or Google Play. Um, we, we talked about this kind. And Jesus is saying that this, this kind of um, impossibility can only come out through prayer and fasting. And so I just I want to speak to uh, those of you who are just with us today. Once again, thank you for being with us. Maybe you've never fasted. Uh, Maybe you don't even attend church. We're just, we're excited that you're here. Uh, I know we have a a great number of of people, um, those that I like to call superheroes, those who volunteer at Highlight Church. Um, I hope you're you're enjoying this day off. Um, You're fasting with us, and you're waking up at 5.30 in the morning, and you're chiming into the prayer call, so you're fasting, and um, what I want to do is, is I want to, I want to kind of help you build out um, fasting and help you to understand the power of fasting in a, in a new way. And what Jesus is really trying to illustrate here through 
um, overcoming this impossibility and how all things are possible unto you. You know, we, we all love a brand new year. New years mean new opportunities, new connections, uh, new people, new experiences. Just the thought of a new year can be super exciting. But the thought of a new year can also be daunting as many people enter a new year with a lot of pain, a lot of brokenness. Um, some people are lonely at this time of the year. A lot of challenges as they ended the previous year and they entered into the new year. Challenges, struggles, um, medical diagnoses, setbacks. Um, enough for a person sometimes to look at their situation, look at their future and say, this is impossible. This is hopeless. I don't know how I'm going to overcome this. I don't know how my family's going to get through it. And that's what I want to speak to. I believe that this story is an illustration and, and an expression of the fact that um, when you pray and fast, you can flip impossible upside down. And when you pray and fast, the impossible can become very possible. All things are possible when we pray and fast. I love what the disciples asked Jesus in verse 19. They said, why could we not cast it out? One thing that happens when you fast, and this is my first point of encouragement to you, is, is this. When you fast, you do what you never thought you could do. When you, when you fast, you, you're doing something that previously, before you fasted, you never thought you could do. And so let me define fasting. So fasting is to deny yourself physical food for the purpose of drawing closer to God. And a lot of us are like, I, I don't know if I can give up my coffee and my donuts and, and my steak and my, and my pasta. And So when you fast, you, you deny yourself physical food for a season so you can draw closer to God. As far as back as we, we could remember, or, or as, as far back as human history can record, um, mankind has not been able to, to run one mile in, in under four minutes. But in, on May the 6th, 1954, uh, a, a man, a medical student by the name of Roger Bannister, he actually broke the one mile in under 40 minute mark. Um, and it, it took forever, but before he broke that, that record, the, the word on the street was, was that man could never break this barrier. As a matter of fact, it, it got the nickname Four Minute Barrier. And so Roger Bannister did it. And since May of 1954, over 1,400 athletes have broken the four minute barrier. It's actually become the norm. Um, and as a matter of fact, the new average is about 17 seconds less than four minutes. What happened? Once one man did what we never thought could be done, many did what we never thought we could be done. It became the, the norm. And so fasting is doing something that you never thought you could do. Let me build it out a little bit. Fasting is tapping into unknown potential. Yeah, that's what it is. The disciples are asking Jesus, why could we not do it? It's a question of potential. And what Jesus is saying is that you've never tried to do it. You've never entered into the process of doing it. You've never attempted to do this. And as a matter of fact, um, I don't even know if Jesus had taught his disciples fasting in this moment. So there was, they had potential, but there was a lot of untapped potential on the inside of them simply because they had not done something different in order to get a different result. 
And so the disciples could not cast out this demon because there was untapped potential. And for many of you who have fasted with us, um, you never thought you could go without food for a day. You, you never thought that you could go without uh, steak and potatoes and, and coffee. You, you never thought, for many of you, you could wake up with us at 5.30 a.m. in the morning and join us on our conference prayer call. Uh, you never thought that you could, you could read the Bible and understand it. You never thought that God could speak to you in this season or give you peace or give you rest. You never thought that you could encounter God by denying yourself physical things. You never thought, but you did. And so now the question becomes, what is God calling you to do this year that you don't think you can do? That's the question. What is God calling you to do in 2019 that you don't think you can do? Or as you trust God with your life, what are you going to encounter this year that you think is going to be impossible to overcome? And what I want to do, if you've been fasting with us, and maybe we can encourage you to start a fast today, God wants to meet you in your fast. What I want to do is I want to encourage you that you can use this season of fasting as you pursue the greater things that God calls you to. You can use this season of fasting as a frame of reference that you can do what you never thought you could do in 2019. The second thing in this story we see is, is this. The second point of encouragement is uh, when you fast, you stretch for the strength to do the impossible. When you fast, you stretch for the strength to do the impossible. Uh, Matthew 9, um, Jesus was, you know, hanging out with his disciples and kind of just enjoying his day. Matthew 9, verse 14 says this, One day the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, Why do your disciples fast? Why, do, why don't your disciples fast? like we do and the Pharisees do. Verse 15, Jesus replied, Do wedding guests mourn while celebrating the groom? Jesus representing the groom, the disciples representing the, the guests, he's here. And he said, of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Jesus was prophetically speaking on how he, was, he came to die for us, he was going to resurrect from the grave and eventually go back to heaven. And that's when the disciples will fast. Verse 16. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new skins so that both are preserved. So the, the new wine here represents, number one, the Holy Spirit, so the Spirit of God. Uh, but it also represents the thinking of God, the desires of God, and, and just the, the general approach to life that God himself, if he was on the inside of us, would take. So it's new wine, it's new thoughts. It's new visions, it's big ideas, it's big possibilities. And what Jesus was saying here is, is that you can't fit new God-sized things into old 
wineskins because it would burst and destroy the wineskin. So this is what I want to say to you. Fasting um, is, is when, you, when we don't fast and pray, this is the point. God can't place big possibilities into a small mind and heart. God cannot place big possibilities into a small mind and heart. And the devil, uh, the disciples could not cast out this demon because they hadn't stretched for the strength. They hadn't stretched for it. When you fast, you stretch. You stretch past comfort. You stretch past your personal preference. And what God wants to do during the season of fasting, church, is he wants to stretch us out of um, complaining. Complaining is weighty. He, he wants to stretch us out of worry. Um, Jesus actually uh, teaches and encourages us to not worry. He's going to take care of us. He wants to stretch you out of worry. He wants to stretch you out of negativity. He wants to stretch us out of the addictions and the unhealthy patterns that we're stuck in. And when you fast, you begin to stretch out of those things. And he wants to stretch us into gratitude. So a season of fasting is, is a season where we can wake up every morning and, and just be thankful. If I can kind of slow it down, I wanted, for, uh, I wanted us to meet today in person at our 9.15 a.m. and our 11 a.m. worship experience. I, I wanted to meet, and, and uh, my wife, Pastor Kyra, she'll tell you, I was, oh man, we, we got the notification that church was going to be canceled, you know, the four walls was going to be canceled, and... Just like, man, I, I wanted to preach this message in person. Wah, 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 wah. I want to go to church. And so I just, I was just bitter and whiny. And, and my wife just pretty much told me, like, we have a lot to be grateful for. Uh, being online provides an opportunity to get the good news out to thousands of people. We only have a few hundred coming to church. But this provides a different opportunity, a greater opportunity. And so what happened? We're in a season of fasting. I'm throwing a temper tantrum, but I was able to settle in and, and just be grateful for the fact that we get to wake up to a new day. God has blessed us. We can rest. We have family and, and we can get on here and give the word of God, receive the word of God, and we can just rest in his presence. God wants to stretch us into gratitude. Um, during the fast, the Lord wants to stretch you into peace and joy, and he wants to stretch us into his promises, because unless God stretches our hearts and our minds, he can't fit big possibilities into our souls. And so the disciples hadn't yet stretched. They didn't have the spiritual fortitude or the wherewithal to overcome this particular demon. They had not stretched. On the contrary, when we fast, God can place, this is our other point here, God can place big possibilities into a stretched mind and heart. God can place big possibilities into a stretched mind and heart. Um, I remember uh, transitioning from our previous church uh, early 2015, and uh, man, it, it was it was scary. It, it seemed impossible. I left an amazing church, um, lots of people, thousands of people. Um, a lot of good times, a lot of good experiences, and we stepped out on nothing. Um, we didn't know if, if Highlight was going to work at this point. At, at, this, at this season, early uh, 2015, it was uh, my wife and Chris, our creative director, 
And uh, we had a few friends, uh, verbal affirmation, but we hadn't had any commitments to move with us to start the church. And so um, I, I was doing some research on church planting. And uh, in, in the year of 20, at, by the end of 2015, over 6,000 churches had closed down. Um, by the end of 2015, 80% of all churches in America were less than 100 people. And I had this, what I felt was a big vision, even though it was only me and two other people pursuing this vision that God had put on my heart. I had this big vision, but fear gripped me because I'm looking at the stats by the end of 2015 and I'm like, 6,000 churches closed down. I see thousands of people one day in multiple cities, highlight doing a lot of amazing outreach, a lot of lives being changed. I got this big vision, but the stats don't support it. Majority of the churches are less than 100 people. I don't know about this. So what I did is, is the Spirit of God, throughout 2015, He called me into multiple seasons of fasting. I do a three-day fast, a seven-day fast, a 21-day fast, just to, to stretch. Because what I saw was impossibility. And right now... A lot of you see impossibility. How, how can I raise these kids as a single parent? How am I going to thrive in school with two jobs? How are we going to overcome uh, this terminal illness? How are we going to press into this? And, and what you got to do is you got you to stretch. And so Matthew 5 says this here. It says, you're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink and the best meal you'll ever eat. Verse 7. You're blessed when you care at the moment of being careful. You find yourself cared for. Verse 8. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. That word blessed there is markyrios in the Greek, and it means you're happy. Why are you happy? Because you begin to see the plan of God prevail over every impossibility. But you can only tap into this level of foresight, this level of revelation and blessing when you fast, when you get the inside right. If you get the inside right, no matter what's in your periphery, no matter what's in front of you, you will begin to see God bigger than the impossibility. So when I stretched, I said, we're going for it, and we're going after it. I love the story in Matthew 12, verse 13, the ESV. It says this, uh, well, before we pull up the verse, Jesus was uh, in a synagogue, and he was teaching. There was a crippled man in the synagogue, and um, he, he had palsy of the hand, so he, his hand was withered, the Bible said. It lacked strength. And I love it here. It says that he then said to the man, stretch out your hand, and the man stretched it out, and it was restored healthy like the other. Watch this. First the stretch, then the strength. First, someone said, come on, I know we live. We don't got to be all, you know, all uh, 
proper and prim. I actually have a, a live audience here. A lot of my directional team is here. I love them to death. And a lot of them have stretched and they've received the strength to do the impossible in certain areas of their lives. But look at this here. When you fast, you stretch for the strength to do the impossible. What God is saying is, is that when you fast, you're growing in your capacity for more in the future. And, 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 and I, my wife and I, just to kind of just zone in on this, my wife and I, I love how we've, we've grown together, and usually we try to do the same fast every year together. Uh, usually uh, the first three days we do a full liquid fast, and the last 18 we transition to a Daniel fast. This year God called her to something longer, <laughs> something more tedious. Not me. <laughs> Not me. But he called her to something longer, something more tedious, and she's just been really inquiring, like, why would God call me to this fast? And I said, well, you know, Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights without food. So did Moses. So did Elijah. I said, babe, but what you have to look at is you have to look at the scope of their ministry. And when God is, when God is calling you to stretch in a current season, to, to get past the comfort, to get past the routine, to seek him first, Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom and all everything shall be added unto you. When God is calling you in the current season to stretch, it's because he's growing your capacity for more in the future seasons. So I just told her, babe, I don't know what kind of mantle you have on your life, what kind of blessings that God has in store. I don't know what kind of giants you're going to face this year. But I do know, know this, the Spirit of God is preparing you now during these 21 days to have the capacity to destroy those impossibilities that are going to erect themselves in your life in 2019. First the stretch, then the strength. All right. The other thing we see in this story here is, is that when you fast, you get a picture of the possibilities. When you fast, you get a picture of the possibilities. Jesus told the disciples, it is because of your unbelief. And he said, if you had faith as of a mustard seed, so the mustard seed was the smallest seed in Israel at this time. Mountains in ancient Israel um, connotated a lot of things, but one thing in particular was impossibility. So he was, he was painting a picture. He was saying, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, which actually becomes the biggest uh, bush plant in all of Israel when it's done growing. So there's a lot of potential in a mustard seed. And then he said a mountain. He said, you can tell that mountain to move and it'll move and nothing shall be impossible to you. What did he do? He painted a picture for them. I remember um, seasons um, when, I, when I first met my wife and... Um, uh, after I met her, she, she became a believer, and our friendship was, was healthy, and we had a lot of fun together. You know, she was studying for, uh, to get her nursing license. I was in between medical school and ministry, and we would just spend a lot of time together and grew as friends. And uh, She was reading her Bible, gave her life to Jesus, and um, it became apparent that there was obviously a mutual attraction. There was something here, some potential here. And after about a year or so, I just started to pray and ask God, Lord, like, Lord, are you asking me, are you, are you calling me to this, to this woman um, to, you know, take it to that next step? Um, if I had to be honest, there was some 
some red flags, not necessarily her fault, but on my end, um, some insecurities. I didn't know if I could step into the relationship with her, given her circumstance and um, and just her life and, and certain things that she was responsible for and all this. I mean, she was a single mother. I, I just didn't know if I was ready for that. Nothing wrong with her, all my brokenness. Um, single mom, single parents, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just the way we view you sometimes as the world. There's nothing wrong with her. So I had to, I had to pray because I loved her and I cared about her. But I just, I couldn't see us working. I could not see us together. And so after about a year or so, I, I entered into a three-day fast. And I did what's called a partial fast. And uh, mine was from sunup to sundown. I just drank water um, from sunup to sundown. And then when the sun went down, I had a light meal. And I was specifically praying for clarity as a concern moving forward with Kyra. And uh, so I, I got into the dark room of prayer, of seeking the Lord's face through reading the scripture, and of just asking God. Uh, Jesus said, ask, seek, and knock. The door will be open. And so I just prayed, and I got into the dark room, and I just prayed, and I sought, and I asked, and something began to develop. You know, you know pictures develop in the dark room. And that's what fasting is. Fasting is disconnecting from everything else, getting into the dark room with God, seeking through prayer, reading the word, and asking God, like, what are you calling me to? Show me your will. And something began to develop. And what developed was a picture. God gave me a vision. Um, Habakkuk chapter 2, the prophet got away. The Bible says that the prophet went up to the watchtower and he waited on the Lord to answer his prayer and the Lord gave him a vision. Um, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, uh, in, a, in a certain translation, it says, faith shows. Faith shows. So I, I can't see it tangibly. I can't touch a healthy family right now, but my faith was growing in the dark room and it showed me the reality of what I was hoping for, the evidence of what I could not see with my physical eyes. So fasting builds your faith. And the word of God is, is the frame that God puts the picture into. So when you fast, you have to get into the word of God so that you can have the frame for God to put the vision into. And so I began to get a picture and I saw Jaziel growing up and I saw me being a father to him, and I saw, I saw another child in there, and, and if I could be real specific with you, I saw a boy, and that boy was going to be Judah. I saw a family of four before, six months before I proposed to her. God gave me a picture that you guys were going to thrive, and you were going to be blessed, and I'm going to use you, and this thing can work, and she's a powerhouse, and you're anointed, and, and I've called you to something greater together. And the reason the disciples could not cast out this demon is because they did not have a picture of this young boy free at a playground, smiling at the dinner table, going on vacation, sliding down a water slide. They did not have a picture of the wholeness of this family, so this was definitely an impossibility to them. They didn't have a picture of them overcoming this demon, of casting this demon out, of destroying this demonic power over this family's life and over their ministry. They didn't have a picture. 
And because they didn't have a picture, their faith did not have a target. And what the Lord wants to give you on this fast is a picture of overcoming every impossibility in your life. You need a picture. You need a picture. Like I said, I I, I shared with you the stats of church planning in in 2015, the year before we launched. And, you know, thank God, like over 100 people have found salvation at Highlight. Tens have been baptized. Um, Hundreds are in our light groups. I mean, it is going well. But with a growing church, there are also growing challenges. And so anytime we, we come face to face with a challenge or someone leaves the church, be it for good or indifferent reasons, or whenever we get criticism or naysayers or doubters, just got a picture. Hold up a picture. (laughs) This is where we're going. Yeah, we're going to hit some bumps in the road. Yeah, we're going to get some bad news. Got a picture. And because I have a picture... Nothing's going to stop us. God wants to give you a picture so that you can have the image of what it is that you're supposed to be going for in every area of your life, be it financial, be it health, be it your career, your family. You got to get a picture of advancement and growth and freedom and prosperity. You got to get a picture for your children. You got to get a picture so that you can overcome every impossibility. My last point of encouragement to you today is, is this. This story represents how all things are possible when we depend on God. All things are possible when we depend on God. So actually, this is not a story about the disciples not being able to do it. Jesus was saying, accept you fast and pray, except you depend on God. So, like I said, uh, a lot of us have been fasting together, and uh, we would all agree, like I said, my team is here, uh, fasting has a humbling effect. You're hungry, you're you're irritable, you're tired, you're kind of lethargic. There's a reason for that. And the reason is is that your spirit is telling you to lean on the, the spirit of God. Lean into God because that's what he wants Jesus said this in Luke 18, verse 27. He replied, What is impossible for people is possible with God. All things are possible when you lean into God. All things. And that, to me, that, that's the, the prevailing message of 2019. That's what Inside Out, this fast, the concept of Inside Out is all about. It's all about opening up our hearts and our minds during the season of fasting and prayer, understanding that all things are possible when we lean into God. And so what I'd like to do is I'd like to uh, just encourage you that God loves you. Uh, Jesus is for you. And uh, if, if you've never made Jesus your Savior... Um, there's no beef between you and God. God is not mad with you. He's madly in love with you. 
Uh, maybe you do believe in Jesus, but you, you're, you, you're far from him. You haven't been in a relationship with him in years and months. And you feel as though it's time to come back to the Lord. Right now, our, our team is praying for you and our arms are open to you. We, we know the, the salvation and the saving power of the Lord and the second chances that he gives. And even after he gives forgiveness and a second chance, the dreams that he's able to birth in our hearts, the impossibility that we're able to step into. And so I just want to encourage you that no sin is beyond the grace and the forgiveness of God. And I just want to offer you um, the, the opportunity to receive Christ in your heart today. And so if that be you, I just want to pray a quick prayer. And um, you, can, you can give your life to Jesus. It's as simple as that. You don't have to go to a church. You, and you don't have to go to an altar and lift your hands and, and fall out. No, we can make this very simple right here. It's between you and God. This isn't even about Highlight Church. God is just drawing you to him right now because there's a life of impossibility he wants you to step into. So repeat this after me. Say, Father God, um, I love you. Forgive me for my sin. I am yours. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. Come into my heart. Give me a destiny. Give me a future. In Jesus' name, amen.